Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Soumya Kaushik, a litigator-turned-legal tech entrepreneur who is the founder of EskMe, a legal document marketplace where lawyers can buy and sell their legal documents with other attorneys across the nation. Hi, Soumya. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. So tell us about your background and the genesis of EskMe. I was in commercial litigation for a couple of years, but I had actually started EskMe as soon as I got out of law school. Right after I had taken the bar exam, I was working for a solo practitioner And I had done so throughout law school, interned at several small firms and solo practitioners' offices. When I graduated, I had this experience with a recent practice that I was working at. And we were a small shop. It was a solo practitioner. Every week, we were getting a different type of law or case that was coming in to our firm. And we weren't ready to turn anything down. We were just taking in clients as we got them. So one week, we had a trademark case. The second week, I had a political asylum case. And then the third week, we had a labor law scaffolding case. None of those areas of law really have any overlap, but we took them all and we did them well. But it took us a lot of time and a lot of money to start that research from pretty much scratch to learn the law, to learn the the process, the procedures, substantively and procedurally, we had to start from scratch. So we were spending lots of time on big legal research tools, we were spending a lot of money on it. And I was just getting frustrated at some point, because I was the one doing everything as an intern, and then also as an associate at these small firms. I realized that if I had access to someone else's documents, another attorney's memo, or maybe their motion, or, you know, some type of worked product that would help me start from somewhere other than like a word, a blank word document. It would allow me to get a little more knowledge quicker and save my time and save my money. So I decided that after law school, I wanted to create a marketplace where lawyers would be able to actually exchange on a buy and sell platform, documents, memos, contracts, briefs, and even both litigation and transactional documents. The genesis was really that I experienced this when I was interning and then also working and then creating my own practice as well as a solo. And I know in the network, we, we just need to exchange information often. It's been a couple of years, but throughout the journey, we've reinvented Ask Me a couple times. And the most recent is that we launched a national platform this past July. How did you make the decision to reinvent when the time presented itself? We started with just a New York platform at first when we launched in 2014. At that time, I hadn't really had too much experience with practicing law. One of the biggest criticisms that I got trying to sell to attorneys, a platform that I swore saved their time and money, one of the biggest criticisms was, what do you know? I mean, you've not practiced yourselves. So how can we confirm and how can we sign on with this? I thought that was a fair piece of criticism. So what I did was I let me go for a little bit. And it was still there, but I really jumped into litigation full time. So I could do firsthand research for the most part. And I was doing commercial litigation, a little bit of criminal defense. I moved to personal injury and medical malpractice plaintiff work. And so I got my hands into a lot of different areas of the law, and I still saw that this problem existed. Actually, lawyers from around the country reached out to me, and they said, hey, we've come across this site, Ask Me. 
but it's only for New York lawyers and we're really interested because we need this in our practice. I started to realize that this is still something and maybe the time is right. And I definitely believe that a lot of business is about timing. So after I got these emails, I decided I'm going to give it another try. I left my full-time litigation job and ever since I've been working on Ask Me. And we rebranded and we made it a free platform as long as you're an attorney. And we also opened it to the whole country. How does Ask Me help lawyers? And is it limited to those in firms of a certain size? It's not limited to a certain amount of lawyers in a law firm. Our target audience is solos, small firms, and GCs because our mission really is to make a one-stop shop where lawyers who don't have access to cost-effective resources because um, they're running small business, we want to be able to provide them with all these services. So we say it's big law resources for small law firms. Generally, our target audience is solo and small firms, which would probably be like 10 or 15 lawyers or less. But we also have other firms on there that are larger. So there's no limit, but our audience is definitely targeted. Is there a way that ESKME validates or verifies the documents that are being exchanged just to ensure that the law is correct in a memo or that a brief is accurate in some way? We don't necessarily check everything that's uploaded, but we do have a peer review system. So we have a rating system. We have a document flagging system. Before you purchase a document, you are able to preview the document. So you can see whether or not, one, you like the content, whether you want to download something like this. We are sort of a self-regulated platform, and we're building out features to better the quality assurance for our documents. If the system is free, what is the incentive for a participant to exchange documents? So there are a couple. Obviously, the main one is that you'd be able to sell your documents. Attorneys have a bunch of documents and templates that are sitting on their desktop. It's good for their internal use, but you'd be able to actually sell these documents by uploading them to your profile on ESME. And we allow the lawyer who's uploading to value and price their document on their own. We give a range, which is pretty big. It's anywhere between $5 and $500. So if you have a really great appellate brief that you've worked very hard on, you could tag that according to the jurisdiction, the type of law, type of document, and price it. You could say it's worth 350 or 500 or whatever it is that you believe, and we let the marketplace sort of adjust itself. So there's a monetary benefit, obviously, but there's also another component of sort of becoming an expert within the legal community, where you'd be, you know, if you upload 100 or more some documents in your area of law, let's say estate planning, then you become featured on our news feed, you become featured in our newsletters and social media, and you sort of get um, a little bit of recognition that you are an expert here and people are really downloading your documents. That in turn sort of helps you get recognition, but also helps your business and get referrals And it's a way to collaborate so you're not feeling like you have to practice on your own or you have to try and find everything from different sources. We want to bring everything in one place, from a discussion board to legal writing, research, documents, and CLEs. So what is ESKME's business model? We are a free platform as long as you have a valid attorney registration number with the Bar Association of your state, which we do check, and we will approve that. So it's free to sign on as long as you're approved. And we take a transaction fee of any document that is purchased on the marketplace. 
we also have partnerships or affiliations really with other companies such as a legal writing company where we provide our members with cost-effective on-demand attorneys who will write the document you need for you. We know that as a small or solo practitioner, you don't necessarily have the bandwidth and resources to hire two or three paralegals or associates. When people are trying to run a business, they're trying to find ways to cut costs as much as possible. And we're aware of that. So we provide these services, legal research and legal writing at the moment. Were there any challenges associated with the transition from practicing law to starting a legal tech company? For me, the challenging part was learning how to run a business, how to start a business and take something from the abstract and make it a concrete thing. But also learning digital marketing and SEO and learning the financials and how to go about financial models and future projections. So all of these things are very new, at least to me. It was challenging to self-learn and the learning curve was really exponential in a very short amount of time. I think it's learning the business skills as you go instead of having a skill set that you can work off of beforehand. On the flip side, were there legal skills that have been helping you as an entrepreneur? Definitely, especially in my experience as being in litigation, everything was very creative. You're innovating arguments. You have to kind of work on the fly and you have to have a vision and you have to be able to take something and say, okay, these are the set of rules and these are the set of facts that I'm given, but how can we you know, make this work for our client? Where can we create here? Having that creativity and innovation in litigation was really great to transfer those skills over to the business side of running EskMe, where I'm able to create, I'm able to take information, data, analytics, and I'm able to understand and process and say, okay, these are the numbers or these are the figures that I have how now do we make this better or how do we change things? And you have to have the same vision. Those skills are very, very helpful. And then you also have organization skills. You have to be organized. You have to be timely there. You have to be a self-starter and have your own deadlines. And those things definitely transferred over the analytical skills and the organizational skills for sure. What advice would you give to law students graduating in 2018, whether they want to be legal tech entrepreneurs or professionals at a law firm? It's an interesting question, and I love it because I didn't graduate very long ago, but it was a very different place in legal technology five years ago. It's changed rapidly. When I was graduating, it was just everyone was geared towards law firms, um, and that's really it. It was either a large law firm or any law firm, very little deviation from that path. So now, in 2018, there's just so many jobs in the legal world that you could get that are great, and they have a legal capacity whether you're legal counsel to a big company or you're a legal counsel to a startup or you are on the legal advisory team for a VC firm or there are so many more options now, especially because the world of investments has definitely started picking up on legal technology. Not only do you have the large firms and you have the in-house opportunities that always existed, but now you have the ability to sort of create your own role in this unchartered area, this area that's sort of being created at the moment, which is the legal tech startup and scene. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Somia Kaushik, a litigator turned legal tech entrepreneur who is the founder of Eskimi, a legal document marketplace where lawyers can buy and sell their legal documents with other attorneys around the country. Somia, thank you so much. This is a pleasure and thank you for having me here. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. 
Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.